0: Rachel gets on the bus to go back to school. Uh, mean Rachel apparently just fucks off because the next we see of mean Rachel is she's in Tobias's meadow um
1: to you know meet him to go on their flying date.
2: Um, oh, do you remember and, when the phrase hooked up used to just mean meeting people?
0: Yep, that's why I avoided it. <laughs> uh, um and uh, we again get the we immediately know that this is mean, Rachel, because uh, Tobias asks her if she's heard anything from Jake about the mission. And she says, I haven't seen Jake. Don't worry. He'll get word to us if there's killing to be done. Ha. Anti-morphing Ray. You have to admire the Yurks. They never stop trying. They never stop trying to take us down. Now let's fly. <sighs> And then she begins to morph, and she thinks about how uh the bald eagle is fitting for her because it's the biggest and more dangerous one and If Tobias had to do it all over again, he'd probably want to get trapped as an eagle uh and um at how at first you think that the shrinking at from morphing the eagle is gonna make you weaker, but You realize as you get the beak and the talons that you're smaller, but you're not weaker, blah, 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 blah. Like she is in, in her own way. She is also equally tiring to read because it's literally just strength, kill, Mm -hmm. murder. Like that's, that's it. That it is Mm -hmm.
2: absolutely one note. And it's just like, Oh my God.
0: (laughs) And what's,
2: you get these little details, like the fact that her first sentence we get that such a flippant. Oh well, Jake will get words with if there's killing to be done. We know this is a sore spot for Rachel mm-hmm. that she is Jake's attack dog, mm-hmm. and we have seen her awareness that the Yurks are a force to be reckoned with, and they shouldn't write them off. It's just the fact that she's so flippant here, yeah, and she's almost like quipping just off oh, that anti right Gotta hand it to her. That's a very Marco. Reaction is so like mm-hmm. well, well, yaks are gonna yuck. walker walker.
3: I have,
2: but anyway, Uh-oh. they're here. We're in morph. Um, I also like this description of Tobias that we get. Um. Mm-hmm fierce wild a thing of dangerous beauty Mm -hmm. and we do know that rachel always does admire that about tobias Mm -hmm. and again it's a shame that they bury all these interesting things they could have made a thing with mean rachel in favor of grr smash kill eat in favor of the danger of the like you know, just like it have been like wanting, like thinking about, oh, a device could just like land on me and like tear apart out of my arm, mm-hmm. like stuff like that. Like that focus on the violence, even that focus on the violence, mm-hmm. could be have done in a much more subtle way.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It would have been less exhausting to read. Yeah, she could have. Thought about how she'd seen Tobias fighting the Erics.
0: and how effective he was
2: at what he does. Mm-hmm. But that's not. Yeah, right like
0: no. Um, instead, we get her taking to the sky and wondering if she could take Tobias in an air-to-air fight. He was more maneuverable and experienced, but I had the brute power. Well, another day, maybe. Tobias was a true warrior, the right sort of partner for me—someone who understood that. And he cuts off that train of thought. Which like Again, with the fucking David parallels.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm I hate like, like, it. Yeah. As this whole section <sighs> goes on, we get this description of Rachel like, Where were we were gods? We could have floated that. I'm just like, mmm, big Dennis Reynolds energy. I haven't watched <laughs> Always Sunny in a hot minute, but uh And just like I that sort of moment like the arrogance mm-hmm. that's interesting. again, that element could do anything, feel like I could do anything. mm mm-hmm. um, but as she's flying, she gets uh, she spots a school of fish uh, down below uh, in a stream and full-on dives. And we get we do get a pure raptor, pure rapture. That's good. <laughs> I do think that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um which she immediately screams to Tobias in her delight and he's just like uh Rachel what you doing? <laughs> you all right there bud. Um <laughs> But yeah, she uh snags a fish out of the water and we just get this weird train of thought where she's like addressing this fish that can't hear her. I was like, my eagle eyes adapted by nature for seeing through water, filtering out the glare, saw it all, six fish, six trout, all unaware on one, one I chose would die. You, you will never live to chase another fisherman's lure. I have chosen you to die. And it's like, that's some American psycho-esque like narration.
1: (laughs) I hate it. And yeah, she eats the fish while
0: it's still alive. And Tobias is like, what, what are you doing? Did you lose control? He's asking Rachel, who has never lost control of the bald eagle in her goddamn life. Like.
2: I mean, I bet it for him. It's like, please let it just be you losing control. Mm -hmm. I would rather it be that than you just made that choice.
1: Mm hmm. But yeah, she she eats the fish. For no reason. This is especially horrifying for Tobias who
0: we know has come to terms with having to kill to eat.
1: But something that was it was it's something that was a huge source of uh,
0: fear and anxiety mm. about losing his
1: humanity at the beginning. Mm. And to see Rachel go
0: for this when she has never. Apparently so
2: easily as well.
0: Like, without hesitation. Uh, Without hesitation and with all of this excitement is, I'm sure, terrifying to him. Because Mm -hmm. I've talked before about how, like, they are each other's tethers to humanity. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think for Rachel to see or for Tobias to see that in her, like yeah.
1: how can she keep you tethered to your humanity if she mm. is lost in the same thing, I guess. Yeah.
2: And if like this whole scene wasn't, you know, clear enough in its intention, um, we get this. Observation from her that she can still feel the fish's heart beating and she's eating it alive. Um, and she's like yelling, screaming at Tobias to back away because it's her kill. Um, and then she eats the heart, then it stopped beating.
1: And it's like
2: what purpose does that serve? hmm Just to make it super clear, this is not the Rachel we're used to. Like, we were already there, guy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It. This isn't. This isn't anything that we have seen before in Rachel. At all. It's the. When she threatened David. For example, um, she felt the excitement of it. She felt that
0: uh, desire to twist the fork in his ear, right, and
1: to to hurt him. But that was only because he threatened them and her, and. Like it's, it's not something that comes out of nowhere for her,
3: mm.
0: and that's why this sits so wrong. Like in some of the later things where she's like fighting Hork-Bajir and stuff, that makes sense to me, right? You get caught up, or she gets caught up in the bloodlust of it, in the in the adrenaline of the battle. Yeah. Um and that makes sense to me it would make sense to me if like you said she was overprotective
1: but just like killing something for no reason besides the fact that you can
2: is not it comes back yeah it comes back to this thing about how rachel has never been portrayed as cruel Mm -hmm. or even power hungry for that Mm -hmm. matter Like There have been moments where she's relished in a morph being powerful because it's so different to her normal self. It isn't Mm -hmm. power for power's sake, but it feels very much like the way it's read is that of somebody who often does not have power in the world because of how she is perceived having this massive physical strength and Mm -hmm. presence with which to exact change and take up space. Mm-hmm. But it isn't. I want to have dominion over other things in the same, in the way that David, like with his lion morph, was.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Um. So we cut from that grisly scene straight to nice
0: Rachel, who is at the mall with Cassie. Because she did, in fact,
1: decide to blow off Tobias uh, and her date with him to go shopping instead. Uh, my dislike for
0: Rachel, for nice Rachel, continues to come from a place of how could you do my boy this dirty? <laughs> um. <laughs> but uh,
3: <laughs> um. It-
0: She's, she's having a good time. She is at the mall and she is viewing her foray into the mall as like this multi-step perfect plan, um, to hit all of the stores that she wanted to and, you know, get the best deals and all that sort of thing. Like it's, it's very obviously putting a lot of
1: emphasis on this ability to Think ahead and make a plan. Um, I'd already figured out what to say to Tobias to apologize. I had an obligation to Tobias, I realized.
0: Yes, an obligation. But shopping was more fun than obligation. Which, this sits really wrong with me, considering the part later. So, one of the things yeah. that, um, that is, again, differentiated between mean Rachel and nice Rachel... Is that mean Rachel gets the bravery, but nice Rachel gets the sense of duty. Um, which now I'm just
1: thinking about megamorphs and uh, you're an Andalite warrior, do your duty. Um, And it, that's why this sits very wrong with me, because like...
0: Later in the book, it's used as a way to rope Rachel into doing things
1: that she really fucking does not want to do. Um, and yet here it's blown off. You can make an argument that, like, it's obviously
0: not the same. Like, it's not, uh, you're, you're letting someone down temporarily instead of, like, sending people into a dangerous situation or whatever. But it still doesn't sit right thematically. Yeah.
1: Um, this comes to a head. This shopping trip comes to a head. Um, uh, Cassie
0: keeps asking Rachel if she's okay. And Rachel's like, yeah, like I'm fine. Why do you keep asking? Um, and Cassie's just like, you're, I don't know, you're just being weird, you know? Um, and then Ra- nice Rachel runs into some large girl, uh, who is angry. Um, and, uh, this girl who's angry basically is just like, get out of my way. Don't fucking run into me. Watch where you're going. Um, and Cassie steps up thinking that Rachel is whole Rachel, uh, she steps forward and puts her hand on Rachel's arm and says, Rachel, let it go. Um, and the girl, like, d- doubles down on her insults. And Cassie's like, Rachel, let it go. You don't need to go postal over this. Uh, which, like, it makes sense that this would kind of be a, re- a situation where Rachel would go a little, a, a little mad. Um, not to the extent that she does later, that mean Rachel does later but, like, mm. to, to get up in this girl's face and
2: start a fight. <laughs> um, Would have loved to see that, to be clear. I don't yeah. endorse violence, but also... <laughs> I endorse I violence I, in my I, fictional I, I, characters. Yeah. Look, I'm a pacifist, but also I understand that certain systems require, like, yeah violent means.
0: Yeah. Um, but nice Rachel bursts into tears and runs away. And Cassie immediately is like, uh, who the
1: fuck are you and what have you done with Rachel? Because this isn't a, a thing that Rachel would do. Um, And we cut to mean Rachel, who is now at the mall.
0: Because she apparently went home and determined that none of the clothes in her closet are good for her. So she wants to buy
2: a bunch of leather <laughs> clothes. I, I'm so sad that we did not have me and Rachel go to Hot Topic, I have to say. <laughs> oh Just my like, this is who I am <laughs> now, Mom. <laughs> was this too early for Hot Topic? When was Hot Topic? Pro- open. I don't know, you go. Just like very ebony is Just like I walked past mm-hmm, a bunch mm-hmm. of preps and stuck my middle finger up at them. It's like the whole fucking Toby Maguire possessed by the symbiote.
1: <laughs> just like
2: oh it, i wish it was that kind of funny just like oh yeah well you know i'm goth now like if she dyed her hair black or some bullshit <laughs> okay that hot topic was established in
0: 1989 so it was definitely around It okay. would have been great
2: <laughs> missed opportunity missed opportunity ka
0: should have name checked hot topic <laughs> you name check the gap all the time
2: <laughs> yeah
0: give us hot topic but yeah she wants leather
2: which is objectively hilarious to me but i can see how it's one of those things like filtering through because she's still a teenage girl Mm -hmm, what says mm -hmm. i am dangerous and you Mm -hmm. should keep the fuck away from me Mm -hmm. and it is like when you think about a lot of like that the leather scene and stuff like i'm gonna go on a mini tangent Mm. um But what it was about and what it meant and just like leather is hard during, there's a reason why it was worn as safety gear. Mm -hmm. Because if you come off like a bike or something like that, you want to have something like leather on to protect yourself. It's both like strong, but also has the has this connotation to it. Mm -hmm. I could see would appeal to uh, angry Rachel. Yep. So also It it does look cool. But a thirteen-year-old, a thirteen-year-old girl, like yeah, leather. Just yeah. like mm, mm-hmm. kiddo, <laughs> no.
0: It gives me very strong steed wearing Ed's leather spile.
2: Because <laughs> I'm incapable cannot, of thinking of anything else. We can't open that. I know. The, I know the can is open. We can't start going into that cam. Gotta have some focus. Okay, but yeah. The whole point of Rachel, she doesn't need to, she's never needed that aesthetic mm-hmm. in order to convey this aspect of herself. Yeah. It's not a visual she needs. hmm And I find it interesting. And again, this is one of those things, like if they had gone with a more subtle approach, just like, I could see just like, no, I want something more practical. I want something mm-hmm. hard wearing because we see like later with nice Rachel is like I'm gonna wear a miniskirt to school today she's like you know what fine fuck it I don't care go for it it was the 90s that was mm-hmm. a lot of that um, whereas angry Rachel wants something more practical like saying I wanted a, if she's even specified like I wanted a pair of leather pants mm-hmm. or even I want a leather jacket yeah I if there was just a specified garment I think it would feel less dumb <laughs> and because it is it does read it's like what the fuck though i do appreciate the idea just like she doesn't know what leather garment she wants she just knows she wants something <laughs> the fact that we uh, don't get like goth rachel showing up later with like the 90s like little knotted like stretchy necklaces with like <laughs> a black leather jacket <laughs> and too much eyeliner
3: mm-hmm.
2: there's got to be fan art out there i have got to go look later um don't go look i would have i'll look <laughs> yeah i i i do want the visual of like full-on preppy um it's very just like fucking vamp willow and regular willow i want the t- i want this like if you're gonna give me my two different versions of a character fucking own it <laughs> give me the goods um but while we say i need to check for fan art Mean Rachel hates them all. Doesn't even know why she thought she liked it. Um, I think this is going to, there is this air of um, misanthropy with Mean Rachel, Mm -hmm. which again doesn't super vibe with characterization we've seen before. Mm -hmm. So, but she's there. Because, again, Rachel cares about people, not in the same way the others maybe do, or it's not been characterized the same way. But it's not like, if she was voicing it as, like, any one of them could be a controller, a threat, if it was more coming from a paranoia place, again, you could vibe with that. This just feels like, oh, I hate people. Ugh. Mm-hmm. People are so boring. All these mindless sheep. Yeah. Um, I feel very wary just like, but... In celly kind of vibes.
0: Yeah.
3: Like
2: obviously this of when this was written versus where we are. Now we talked about it with David. Again, David comparisons here.
1: Yeah. So but um
2: Mean Rachel collides with who just like shoving her way through the crowd. Uh we do get the zinger of um <laughs> it like goes past this couple with their kid like a, a little kid um and just like hey watch it please she's like you watch it old man i replied politely my son is trying to walk the woman said yeah and with your dna in him that'll probably be his highest accomplishment i said tolerantly <laughs> <laughs> that i laughed at mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but she spots cassie she's like okay i don't need this cassie's all right but she can complicate the simplest things mm-hmm. uh, which I can see, like, the fact that she is immediately just like, oh, I don't like Cassie. I was like, bad, not quite bad, Rachel. Just like, Cassie does make things more complicated. Mm -hmm. And I can understand, like, Rachel having complicated feelings about Cassie that she never used to. Because we've seen that. The groundwork has been put in there for that. Yeah. But uh, she hops into a kitchen store uh, to avoid getting seen by Cassie um but we do get this idea she doesn't know why she just doesn't want to deal with her um but hey spots the knives just like oh wow just knife blocks Ooh, uh, a rack of them a counter with a bunch of knives in and she's like well i like knives how can you not like knives quite easily in fact but you know what <laughs> um i mean don't get me wrong i actually do think certain knives are quite cool <laughs> I may not be the person to make the energy. I'm interested in the history of weapons sometimes. It's cool. <laughs> Smithing is cool. I'm getting off topic. Anyway, the same girl from before who like ran into Cassie and Rachel is there. And um me and Rachel is all set to ignore her but After this Goes like, oh, it's the crybaby. Um gets grabbed and me like, okay, bad idea. And tells this girl to back off. Uh throws an insult in there too um, and phrases it as like, I'm giving her a chance. And this other girl is like, okay, what are you going to do? And Rachel goes to grab this girl by the throat. This girl jumps back, um, but then Rachel kicks out of her shin and then like, like football tackles her against the knife rack. Mm-hmm. Um grabs one of the 12-inch chef knives, one it's just like in her hand, and talks about how easy it could be to plunge into her heart. And she's like, But you know, I kind of liked this girl. She reminded me of me. And this is what I was trying to owe. She literally grabs a handful of sweatshirt and stabs the knife through it. Mm-hmm. And then does this with four other knives? Boning knife, bread knife. Why you would use a bread knife? There's no point on the end. That's a fucking bad choice of knife. Come on. <laughs> Just the name. Sorry. Yep. Got a boning knife. A util- you could have said a paring knife, okay? Mm-hmm. Why i a- <laughs> I'm focusing on the wrong thing. <laughs> anyway. But she grabs a cleaver. And this girl is screaming. And she holds up this cleaver like she's going to slam it down on this girl's head. And then she like oh just kidding pinches on the cheek just like i'd like you i really do we could be friends but watch who you pick your fights with and just walks away skimming right past the security guards who are rushing in because this girl was screaming the store down perhaps unsurprisingly <laughs> um and yeah that that's the scene
1: yep that's it cut to nice rachel at Cassie's barn. Yep. You know. Like you do. Uh, uh, it's nice Rachel is afraid
0: of Cassie's barn because there's a bunch of animals and it's kind of dark and spooky I
1: guess. Um, uh, and she doesn't like being there but the other anamorphs are there. We get <sighs> This joke is made <laughs> twice in this book
2: and oh my god i how did i miss that the first time around i hate it oh (laughs) my god fuck off uh we
0: get the description of all the other animorphs uh jake was there he's my cousin he's cute kind of big i mean if we weren't cousins why why was this felt like a thing that needed
2: to be
1: said i don't know it's don't know why it's here um. And Marco's there. She thinks he's cute. Uh, I would probably go out with him if he asked me.
0: This is uh, that pays dividends
2: in a minute, and it's it very does. good. I love it.
0: Um, I I do I do like this scene in general. Um, Tobias is present. He's cute when he's human, and Axe Axe is not cute because he's not human. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Um, (laughs) that's, that's kind of fair because he thinks all of you are not cute either. (laughs) Um, So Cassie is like, we have a problem. And Rachel's like, we do? Jake, we were at the mall, Cassie said. Some girl shoved Rachel and, oh man, what did you do, Rachel? Jake asked. You have to learn to restrain your, she cried, Cassie said. What? She cried and ran away and cried. Everyone stared at me. Who who cried? Marco demanded, looking confused. Rachel. Rachel cried? Marco asked. You mean a little wetness, like maybe something was in her eye? No, I mean like boo-hoo, that girl was so mean, Cassie clarified. No, Marco said. Yes. No. No, the sun does not rise in the West, the Chicago Cubs don't win the World Series, Scully never ever believes Mulder, and Rachel does not cry. These are things I know. Boo-hoo. You're jerking us around, Cassie, Marco said. I have proof, Cassie said. Okay, Jake said skeptically. Cassie looked at me. Rachel, tell me what you said to me about Marco on our way over here. What? (laughs) What you said to me on the bus about Marco. Oh, you mean that he was, like, funny? Oh, my. Jake whispered. (laughs) Rachel, what do you think of Marco's looks? Cassie pressed. I shrugged. I smiled. He's like, cute, all right. Marco sat down very suddenly on the hay strewn floor. Jake looked pale. This is unusual, Axe said in Thoughtspeak. She's up talking, Marco said, shaken. She said I was cute.
1: She. She smiled. At me.
2: <laughs> this is hilarious. This is good. <laughs> this is very good. Uh. This is uh, what you do with your person has been split into different aspects of themselves. This. Mm -hmm, this is comedy mm -hmm.
0: yes um uh their first uh instinct is that she's a controller um but everyone is like no that doesn't really make sense because if there was a controller they would be acting exactly like rachel not this um and tobias is like she was weird with me too but different she was really brutal and violent and she killed and ate a fish while it was still living and everyone's like what <laughs> um axe has his tail blade to Rachel's throat um and Rachel begins to cry because she can't handle this situation um and everyone's like what the fuck is going on when mean Rachel shows up uh Alright, what's the mission? When do we start and how many yerks do we get to kill today? I'm hungry for some wild (laughs) butt-kicking. Like, one, how did me and Rachel know that there was a meeting? Was this, like,
1: pre-planned? In which case, how did she remember? I don't fucking know. Uh, We're still with nice Rachel. We now get
0: the chapter descriptions of nice Rachel versus mean Rachel. We didn't have them before, we just had context
2: clues nice rachel uh you they know, stare at really each other. subtle writing they were doing yes uh-huh differentiating the two uh-huh
0: um uh they're staring at each other everyone's like oh they're identical cool marco said climbing to his feet now tobias can have one i can have the av- <laughs> and rachel somersaults leaps lands on her hands flies through the air lands feet first against marco's chest uh takes him down to the ground sitting on his chest, knees pinned on his arms, grabs a handful of his hair and holds her fist in his face like, what did you say?
1: Which on the one hand is pretty badass and on the other <laughs> hand it's total, entirely it's overkill.
0: It is overkill. Yeah, but, like she's re- she reacts poorly to Marco making these jokes generally, but not violently necessarily.
2: Yeah. I think that's what feels o- super OTT about it. Like, mm-hmm. normally Rachel would say something scathing.
1: Yes. Um, and... Everyone is just kind of like, all right,
0: what's going on? And slowly, over the course of, like dragging things out piece by piece they start to kind of figure out that these are two halves of rachel um mean rachel takes an immediate intense like hatred to nice rachel
1: (laughs) unsurprisingly Mm -hmm. um and like we we get mean rachel threatening to kill everybody all the time Um, and
0: we get Jake saying, like, don't threaten other people to mean Rachel. And she screams at him. Are you threatening me? Come on. You think you can tell me what to do? Let's go right now. You and me just keep our pet Andalite out here out of the fight. You and me will see who's giving orders around here after I give you the butt kicking you're
1: begging for. Which, again, with the David parallels that I fucking hate. Um, and especially calling Axe
2: their pet Andalite feels specifically really Jake's. Yeah. Oh, it, no, it is our. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's bad. That's real bad.
0: It, like, it really doesn't feel good. Um, and like, there could be something here with making parallels between Rachel and David because we saw a little bit of that back in 22 we mostly saw him being compared
1: with marco but there was also a little bit there with david um or with rachel and it like there's there's something to be
0: looked at there but it's not absolutely being but done it, right
2: no it yeah this is just so lacking in any kind of subtlety
1: yeah Um Eric arrives uh with the plot
2: um mm, he i <laughs> mean the excuse for the rest of the plot really like <laughs> yeah with with
0: with honestly what is the B plot
2: <laughs> um mm.
0: uh that they have located where the yerks are doing some computer tests for the anti-morphing ray um mm. It's at this place called, what the fuck is uh, it called?
2: B something something uh, something. Uh, buyer's respect. Research Institute. I really like that Eric uh, is the one after Axe is explaining about, yes, no, there are two Rachels here. One's passive and easily frightened. The other is excitable, suggests Parker. Violent and aggressive. And this Eric that points out the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde mm-hmm. uh, contest. He's just like... Oh yeah, No, that's the smart point because that was somebody that sought to separate the evil. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I don't know. I mean, apart from the musical that I've heard about Secondhand and listened to some <laughs> of the songs with Thanks to Danielle. But that desire to create the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Yeah. So it's a really prescient comparison. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. love that Eric is the one here with the classical literature references (laughs) (laughs) eric tell me about your bff is it robert louis stevenson that did jekyll and hyde yeah Mm. i'm not sure
0: i don't remember um but yes yeah it's it's, uh that's the basic idea is dr jekyll seeks to um cut out the evil from himself um, in so doing, he he doesn't accomplish that so much as he accomplishes just like making a copy of just his evil impulses. Or his like it's not it's not even evil, it's just like no impulse control baser instincts. Um Yeah. It
2: is, that, it is at that moment really that's just like, oh, this is KA doing Jekyll and Hyde, then, isn't it? Right. <laughs> so um. I do that, like, the right, uh, that Marco goes, well, it's sure not Mary Kate and Ashley, which I do like. I do like a, do like a mm-hmm. good nineties reference.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And Marco is the one who suggests the monikers
0: of mean Rachel and nice Rachel. Um, mean Rachel is like, oh, it's mighty Rachel and wimp Rachel. And the, uh, all of them use different monikers for all of them cassie especially which seems like really weird mm. for cassie because she uses some of like the more insulting versions yeah um which i don't like
2: uh no but again yeah we could have the interesting thing about how difficult like for tobias this must be particularly jarring for cassie mm-hmm. especially if she feels guilty about liking nice rachel more because we know yeah. how much she struggles with Rachel's darker eyes, but then seeing that nice Rachel is kind of useless. Mhm. And I know this is one of those another one of those instances where I'd love to s- get a little peek into the headspace of the other characters reacting to this. Like, yeah. Seeing Cassie's take on all of this would be super interesting. Mhm. I do appreciate that when we've got like, I don't want to be wimp Rachel, this bickering back and forth. Eric's just like, okay, I am gonna leave. I just needed to update you guys on the mission. <laughs> K. <'Kay>, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Eric so much. I know he's mostly uses a narrative device, like, okay, is the book here's the book here's the plot of the book uh, of this book, and also I knew this historical person, but like, I loved him. He is great.
1: <laughs> Here is one of the closest images I could find. There aren't there aren't Ugh. really
2: any. Animals fandom, me letting me down. Okay, that's some badass art though. Okay, yeah. I take it back, what I just said, because <laughs> that's fucking sick. <laughs> um I'm easily pleased. Anywho, we get to over to Mean Rachel as Eric like okay now lays out a little bit more information um and there's just more back and forth between the dual aspects of rachel and eric just being like look okay i this is where you got to go um just you maybe should stop them um before things get going which is going to happen later and then jake's like yeah cheer thanks we got it uh, and there, uh, and Tobias realizes just like we need to go after this anti-morphing ray, but first we need to figure out what the deal is with the two Rachels. Welcome to the book. Um, am I not mean, Rachel? Being like mean to Tobias here, just like yeah, you're as bad as Marco. You want us both, haha. I'll be more than enough for you, Tobias. You won't be needing the wimp here. Yeah, and Tobias is just like that wasn't exactly what, and it's like. Hmm. We get this breakdown, and we get this is how we get the reveal of how it happened, right? Or is this just uh, yes? No. Yes. Or oh, is this yeah? Uh, yeah. It's either this chapter or
0: like this chapter and the no. It's just this chapter from me and Rachel's perspective, and they they have to work so hard to get this story out of them. Uh,
2: but this. Because we know that what's being established is that nice Rachel struggles with focusing on the immediate, on what's going on around her, which makes mm-hmm. sense that recalling stuff would be difficult. And mm-hmm. then she gets lost in the source details-wise.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Whereas mean Rachel's just like, here's the point, well, why do you need any more information? There you go. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So we do get good goosebumps reference. We do get a good Goosebumps
0: reference, which is fucking hilarious. Because mm-hmm. Nice Rachel is like, I remember it was chilly. I had, like, Goosebumps. I used to read those books, Marco said. "Uh, Which is very
2: good. Delightfully, d- yeah. <laughs> um, but then Rachel, uh, described as nitwit Rachel in the text, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. remembers about the earring. Right. And there's this back photo that was a guilt gift, arguing. Cassie mm-hmm. actually calls them Dr. Jekyll and Miss Hyde. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is this weird thing of, uh, Ra- of nice Rachel getting caught up in this, like, is it a crack? Is, I mean, was it a crack or was it not a crack? Then say it fell in the crack. And <laughs> I've been there. Like, that feels very relatable. Mm-hmm. But then we get the detail of, oh, so you moved to Starfish. Uh, a morphing starfish right and then the reveal that she was cut in half um and they're pressing details and asking nice rachel mean rachel just like why are you asking her talk to me um and then we get the reveal about how okay so they morphed demorphed separately uh somehow the two halves were unequal subtly different yeah real subtly different hacks man <laughs> uh, this is a very interesting phenomenon interesting marco shrilled. it's bizarre uh, it's weird it's wacko creepy horrific incredible absurd and totally 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 i mean totally insane um but also kind of cool and me and Rachel's all like, yeah, no, the shrimp boy is right. I should have seen the possibilities, but I'm getting confused. The wimp here can attend school and keep the rents happy. I can spend 100% of my time in fierce battle against the Yerks. I'll annihilate them. I'll crush them. They won't know what hit them. Uh, it'll be full-time Rachel on the loose. We just get Jake Charlie Browning over here like, good grief. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jake benches both Rachels
1: right. for this mission. Uh, and basically is like, just go home, stay home, be quiet, and mean Rachel goes off talking about how she's gonna kill him. Sure. That's um, how the scene ends. Yeah. Uh, and they both go home, I guess.
0: Uh, mean Rachel sneaks into the house as a cockroach. Nice Rachel goes in through the front door. Um, and, uh, we get nice Rachel again, not being able to deal with morphing. She has to look away when mean Rachel is demorphing. Um, mean Rachel tells her that she cannot get on the bed. If she ever gets on the bed, mean Rachel will know and will hurt her. Um, nice Rachel continues. Like she's hugging one of her stuffed animals the whole time, which is honestly kind of cute. Um, And mean Rachel just continues to mock nice Rachel. Um, and threaten her and all this other sort of stuff. Um, and she talks about how she's having trouble focusing. Um, I'm, I'm not having trouble focusing, you moron. I can focus. I'm not like you. It's just, I mean, you know, you can't, you can't know the future, right? Put a yerk here, put a bunch of hork Bajir in front of me. I'll focus. I'll focus them to death. I started to say something to her, only... What was it? Something. Or not. Things just seem to evaporate right out of my brain.
2: Um, this whole interaction really reminds me of that um, one episode of Avatar The Last Airbender, where Aang learns how to divide himself, but the more he does it, the, <laughs> the less cognizant each of them are. Mm. But I just, I like that element of it breaking down and because you're not complete you can't finish things like effectively i mean that's if it is brain damage like Mm -hmm. does not have all of her ability to compute things yeah so
0: um nice rachel brings up the fact that the others are probably starting on the mission right now and mean rachel's like oh that's it um, because as soon as you give her a direction to move in, she moves. Um, so she's just like, I'm going to go help them on the mission. You stay the fuck here. Um, uh, nice. Rachel's like, but Jake told us to stay home. And me, Rachel is like, Jake, isn't the boss of me. He may not be the boss of anything much longer. The powerful rule over the weak. the strong survive honey pie. And I am the strong, um, and she says, don't get on the bed. If you get on the bed, I'll, I'll know and I'll break both of your arms. Um, and nice, Rachel is kind of panicking. It, it's a significantly lighter panic than we see from her later. Um, I didn't look up until I was totally, totally sure she was gone. I had a plan. I was going to call my dad. But when should I call him? Now? Later? Now? What? What was I thinking about? Dad. Call dad. I had to write it down fast before I forgot again. Call daddy, I said, as I carefully wrote it down. I went to the phone. I picked it up, trembling, careful not to touch the bed. I was wrapped in a nightmare, and it wasn't just this being split in two thing. I'd been trapped in a nightmare since that awful night when we first ran into Elfangor, and he, uh, and he, like, messed up our lives and all. Secrets. Nothing but secrets. Nightmares and horrors. And the worst horror of all was seeing what had grown inside of me like some kind of cancerous tumor. Me and Rachel was getting stronger with each passing month of my life as an anamorph. Pretty soon she would have become all of me and there'd have been nothing left of me. It had to end. I didn't care if the strong survived and the weak perished. I wanted to survive anyway. I blinked away the tears. What was I doing? Something. I saw the note. Oh yeah. I dialed my dad's phone number.
2: This chapter, uh, as well as the last one, really... For all, and I will critique the portrayal, especially of Mean Rachel, mm-hmm. of as a portrayal of self loathing yes. is very interesting mm-hmm. and engaging and heartbreaking to be clear. Yeah. Like Mean Rachel loathing the part of her that worries about things, that is scared. That seems to be upset by everything. And nice Rachel feeling as though this anger of hers is basically a cancer.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Like, that's a horrible way to think of a part of yourself. Yeah. It's. I suppose it's. I know that Rachel, I mean, Rachel is characterized by being violent, but the fact that all of her threats to nice Rachel. It's like going to break you down. I'm going to have dominion over you, and mm-hmm. it, like that as a reflection of such as like I need to press down my fear and do that. I can't let. I can't listen to that part of myself. If I'm going to do my job, that's yeah. interesting. That's what makes this book such a wasted opportunity, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and it. You know, this is. This here is extremely reflective of what we have seen in previous Rachel books where she is intensely afraid of this thing that is growing inside of her
1: mm. of of her capacity for violence um and you know that that is very heartbreaking and very striking and it is yeah i mean it's it's just sad mhm um and then we kind of see the flip side of that and i actually uh
0: do kind of like this chapter at least the latter half of it um so me and Rachel is an owl morph and she's flying and she's enjoying the power of being an owl and, um, being able to see everything, being able to fly, knowing that she could swoop
1: down and kill just about anything that's on the ground. Um, and she's having trouble like remembering or figuring out what to do next.
0: Um, nice Rachel gave her a direction to go in to the mission um, but now that she's out on the wing she's like oh i have to get to the Byers research institute and when i got there i'll figure something out that's what i do just get there that's all that mattered you don't need a plan rachel i told myself the great and powerful rachel does not need a stupid plan no no the mighty rachel would arrive and then that
1: would be it let the battle begin let those fools my friends see how weak they were without me Um, and then she spots a cat and at first she's like, oh yes, a friend
0: cat, you know, a fellow predator, blah, blah, blah. And then she decides that she needs to kill this cat, much like she decided she needed to kill the fish. Uh, for some fucking reason. Um,
1: actually she does give a reason. It, where is it? Yes. He would give me a fight to tune me up and get my blood boiling for the wild massacre ahead. Which is horrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but sh- so she dives down at this cat. Misses. The cat gets away because he saw her shadow. Um, As the mouse saw the shadow. The mouse saw the shadow and moved and then the cat chased it or something. Yeah. His shocked upward gaze had alerted the cat. Um, And then we get this. Oh, the unfairness of it. The cat was mine, mine, mine. Rage boiled up within me. I wanted that kill. I wanted that kill. I needed that kill. I needed to feel my talons breaking bone and squishing brain. And I couldn't think, couldn't focus. Madness, like blood in my eyes. The rage. It was like someone had exploded a hand grenade in my stomach. Like the explosion couldn't get out, but all was contained inside of me. My wings, they wouldn't work. I couldn't focus. Mine, mine, mine. My kill, my kill, my kill. I landed hard on a patch of grass beside the road. Cars zipped by, swirling me with their backwash. I lay there on my back, feathers dampened by the grass and kicked my bird legs and flapped my bird wings and threw my head back and forth and screamed. Screamed and screamed and screamed and still the volcano inside me would not die down. It seemed like forever. It was a fever, an illness, a tidal wave of emotion that had rolled over me. How long it lasted, I don't know. A long time, it seemed to me. Then, at last, it ebbed. It ebbed, leaving behind a shaky, uncertain feeling. Fear? Yes. Fear. Fear of myself. And yet, the hunger was not lessened in any way.
1: I had missed this kill. I wouldn't miss the next.
2: We were talking earlier about like just what it's like to get lost in being angry for a hot minute. Mm -hmm. Like this has got like big sort of like autistic meltdown vibes. Mm -hmm. It's just like being so overwhelmed by a feeling that you just sort of shut down yeah and it, it's visceral the way this is written and you get the understanding that hell this feels like the one maybe bit of com, almost like compassionate writing we get about mean rachel yes because this it, it's like the old energy about like when little kids like cry and scream because they're tired and they don't know what to do with themselves. And it's like, it's got to be a horrible position. And like she has just enough awareness to know this is not a good thing.
3: hmm
1: But
2: doesn't care. Well, yeah, okay, that sucked, but I still want to kill something, so I'm going to do that. Yeah.
1: It's... It's it's the other side of the coin from what we just saw from Nice Rachel. Hmm. Of, like,
0: Nice Rachel is afraid of this thing growing in her, and Mean Rachel feels, can feel in a very visceral way, her control slipping and getting totally out
1: of hand and being unable to dial it back in any way. Uh... And I don't know. It just, it makes me feel some kind of way mm-hmm. that to just be so overcome that she can't do anything about it. And then when it's over, just being like, what, what even was that? How was, is- how is that me? I would have liked, I think, if part of it was an awareness of like, why had I wanted to kill the cat? Mm. You know? Like, like a getting caught up in the bloodlust of it, maybe, if you have to, I guess. But then it, swimming in that rage and just being like, why why is this happening to me? Hmm. I wish that the text gave her the space to reflect on it. But we move on. Um, Mean Rachel gets to the Byers
0: Research Institute. Um, She hears an alarm going off uh, and decides she needs to get into the building. If there's an alarm going off, I need to get in. Um, So she commandeers a truck and drives it. She drives it in such a way that it crashes and then throws one of the cars that it's carrying through the bay door.
1: Making a hole that she can then climb through. Um, uh, it, it's well, it's, it's just an, yeah, <laughs> it's it,
2: ridiculous, but it works.
1: It, yeah, it works, I guess.
0: Um,
2: uh, but that is very much like in the moment. This is how I address this immediate problem. Consequences. Yes. I don't even know her. Yeah. Um.
0: And then we cut to nice Rachel for a brief moment where she calls her dad. Um, And this conversation is so nonsensical Um, because she's all over the place. Again, we get this idea, this sense of nice Rachel is able to plan ahead. But once you get her in the moment, she can't do fuck all. Um She's like, it- basically, we get the sense that she wants to tell her dad. Everything that has happened to her. Um, you know, like a child might, when they're in a terrible situation, want to tell their parents about it. Um, yeah. and, you know, her dad is like, what the, what is going on with you? Like, in a, in a mm-hmm. kindish way.
2: He does um, think she might be on drugs.
0: Yeah. He does think she might be on drugs. And then he like turns it back around to himself. Um, Like, oh, thank God, that's all I need. I mean, all you need. You know what I mean. I just did a three-part story on drug use, and I had to cut it down to a minute 30. Um, and she's like, this is about me? He's like, of course, of course, how are you? And she's like, not very good. Have you talked to your mom? She's pretty good with this kind of stuff. And it's like,
1: dude, stop being a shit father. (laughs) Fuck off. Um... But it goes back and forth like this, where
0: she's like, I have something to tell you. And he's like, what are you going to tell me? And she's like, oh, but I can't really tell you. And she uses all of this doublespeak and she insinuates that uh, it's about foreign people because they are, quote unquote, aliens. Um, and eventually, eventually they talk around to the point where she's like, can you come here? I need to see you. And he's like, sure, I will take a cross-country flight to see you, uh, and I'll see you at the airport.
2: I mean, it, we, we find out, like, it's like maybe he changes where his connection's going to be, because he was going to be yeah. doing a flight anyway.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and we switch back to Mean Rachel.
0: Mean Rachel is driving a mercedes through the under, undercarriage foundry area, whatever the fuck it is. It's like the, the bottom basement of this research institute has apparently really fucking wide hallways. She's driving a Mercedes Benz as a grizzly bear. It's great Elfangor vibes. Um, <laughs> as the alarm is going off, and then she sees a bunch of Horcbegir up ahead. And she just fucking drives through them and it's all of them um in in quite a fantastic display of driving skills frankly considering she's a grizzly bear
2: um, mm. yeah you cannot fault the uh, the driving in this woman <laughs> really
0: why is marco our go-to driver
2: <laughs> um,
0: and she she like hits this entire squadron of horkbazir and then comes up to where she sees
1: up ahead, there are a bunch of Hork-Bajir in, like, running to a specific corner of the facility.
0: Um, she's found Jake and the others, uh, perhaps as many as 15 Hork-Bajir, four humans, three taxons versus a tiger, a gorilla, a wolf, a young Andalite warrior, and a Hork-Bajir that had
1: to be Tobias.
0: And like, on the one hand, she, she dives in, of course. Um, she does actually, I can't say save the day because she also caused the problem in the first place, as we <laughs> learn, but she does end the battle. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and, uh, but before we get to that, let's let's take a moment of silence to remember when in book number seven, they were five against eight Hork-Bajir, period. And that was an extremely grim situation that they did not think that they would win. Mm hmm. And now they're fighting 15 Hork-Bajir, four humans and three taxons. No big deal. It's fine. No biggie. Everything's
1: fine. We cut back to Nice Rachel. Um, and Mean Rachel has
0: arrived back. Um, she, Mean Rachel arrives and immediately kicks Nice Rachel in the ribs to wake her up. Why? Because she hates her. Uh, and then she takes the stuffed animal out of Nice Rachel's arms and just tears the arms off. Why? Because she hates her. Um, and uh mean Rachel talks about how she's already extremely mad don't make me more mad or i i won't be responsible for what happens next you know classic abusive behavior um and nice Rachel's like did
1: you have fun <laughs> and mean Rachel's like fun um and and she's like, your cousin, not our cousin, your
0: cousin, Jake. I should have killed him, what he said to me. What? What happened? And here is, here is the hashtag iconic moment. I saved their sorry butts. Oh man, you would not believe this battle. This one Horcbazier caught me with his blade and chopped my left arm off, right? I mean, I'm in Grizzly Morph. We're totally outnumbered. And this Horcbazier gets behind me and slash the sudden pain. Then, thud and I realize my arm is on the ground ha ha on the ground so you know what I do I reach down pick it up and use it like a club to beat him over the head
2: (laughs) (sighs) there's so much wrong with this book, but the visual of grizzly bear Rachel using her own dismembered arm as a club is
1: it's hashtag iconic (laughs)
2: <laughs> regrettably we stop <laughs> <laughs> uh, it
0: is it is one of the the key visuals that I use to describe the, the
1: fucking balls to the walls that this series is um and nice Rachel's like that's awful and she's like what's
0: awful and <laughs> mean Rachel goes on so we kick butt um and we escape and then Jake goes off on me um didn't he, you know, didn't he think it was cool when you hit the hork with your arm? <laughs> he goes off of me with, You screwed up the plan. You came barreling in here looking for trouble while we were trying to sneak around and find the stupid anti-morphing ray. Uh-huh. I'm trying to be nice. I'm like, You stupid moron. You were getting your weak little butts kicked. I heard the alarm go off and I saved you. I'm a hero. But he's like, Rachel, we set off the fire alarm to draw the hork away. You show up busting indoors and they realize they're under attack. Well, I guess I can kind of see his... Her look stopped me dead. I mean, Jake is such a moron! Exactly! We kicked your butt! That's what we do! Forget the stupid anti-morphing, right? Who cares? We kicked your butt! Jake has to go. Well, I... I started to say. Shut up. I'm tired. She snapped the light off, and within seconds, she was breathing deeply. I lay there on the floor in the dark, holding my armless bobo bear. What was I going to do? How was I going to live with her? Not that it mattered what I thought or what I wanted. I mean, I was, like, helpless. She was the one who... I stopped breathing. Yeah. Yeah. She was the one who would decide what was done. So what if she decided she didn't like sharing her life with me? Would she... Oh my god, I realized. Yes, she would. Um. Nice Rachel is, of course, beginning to fear for her life. (laughs)